0: Block Talk Radio oh, it a It's only gone, gone, Welcome to the Armour Report, guys. It's a Wednesday, another crazy day on the market. <clears throat> this is Stock Market Crash 2020. Thanks for joining me. Glad you're still alive. Um, all right. I'm Brett Rosenthal, your host. For those of you who don't know, this is a show about stock market investing. I call it quantum investing. It's the combination of quantitative execution, the fundamental foundation And that creates the information edge that I share with you. All this information I use to manage my own assets and clients that I work with through our interactive brokers affiliation. So this is not a recommendation for what you should run out and do. Okay. I don't know you. I couldn't possibly tell you what stocks to buy and how to trade the market. What I try to do is share with you my knowledge and what I've been doing for over three decades in the market So that you can learn from it, get up on my shoulders and reach higher. That's the idea. And I'm trying to really, if you look at what armor stands for, algorithmic risk management research, I have been telling you guys over and over again since I started this channel that you've got to manage risk first, capture upside second. Exhibit A, the stock market we're looking at. Now, this is a live trading desk. The phone might ring. I might have to pick up a call. I'm in the midst of trades right now as we speak. So I might have to take a step, a step away. Forgive me if I do. But <clears throat> let's get back to risk management. Okay, for those of you who are new, it's best for you to go look at the last few videos, but I'll share really quickly. I don't have a lot of time today. Um, there's mayhem going on in the market. So uh, on days like this, I have a lot of intraday trades. So I'm going to talk about that for a minute. I'm getting a lot of questions on how I trade intraday and why do I trade? So I'm going to discuss it. We're going to go over the indexes that I trade briefly and how I do it. Um, And really the reason behind it. So I'm going to talk about that real quick. I have a lot of guys asking me, and I'm a little disappointed about this because they keep asking me, um, when am I going to start buying? What stocks am I going to be buying? And between you and me, I don't think the market's going to bottom until those questions stop coming in. People are so concerned. I just had a text message today from a guy I haven't heard from in a while. Nice guy, friend of mine, wants to know if I should start buying stocks today. That guy should not be texting me about buying stocks today. If he's still texting me about buying stocks today, the market hasn't bottomed. I don't know. That's just sentiment. That's just my thoughts. But guess what? I don't run money that way. We use algorithms here to manage our risk. So on the 24th of February, the seven proprietary algorithms we have to manage risk that tell us about market direction told us to be 100% cash, what we call red on our risk monitor. All Armor Report subscribers, and you can subscribe right down on the bottom here and become a subscriber. I call them Armor insiders. They were aware on the 24th that our index only portfolio was 100% cash. That was the first day guys of this market crash. So if you're interested in quantum mental investing and you're unsure of what quantitative execution means, there is the poster child. There is the example of what quantitative execution is all about. The first day of the market crash, I don't know it's the first day, but every position gets lifted out of that portfolio And it goes to 100% cash because the computer tells us to. And it doesn't have anything to do with my emotions, my opinions, what I think is going to happen next, whether or not I feel stupid because it goes up tomorrow. None of that matters. Quantitative execution helps us manage risk. So what are those indexes telling us now? What are those algorithms saying? We're still risk off. We're still red. No reason to put money to work. So let's go over the two different ways I'll start putting money back to work. So to answer your first question, no, I'm not putting money back to work. What would get me to do that? Number one, the quantitative algorithms that got us out of the market on the first day of the market crash will be the algorithms that tell me when to put money back to work. Here's a newsflash. It won't be at the bottom. We are not going to be bottom fishing with the indexes. And those algorithms, they're not built to bottom fish. So I don't know where it's going to be. It could be 10% off the lows by the time we get a risk on buy signal. I don't know. It could be at the lows. I, I don't know. It's the beauty of the algorithm. But I would say to you, with a fair amount of certainty, it won't be on the lows. The market will rip higher, set up a a type of consolidation, and then we'll start seeing our algorithms say, hey, the coast is clear to start putting some money back to work. So that's step one, and we're not doing it right now. If you want to be an Armour subscriber, you'll find out right away because I update that every day. At the end of every day, I update the risk monitor. I update our Armour portfolios. So as a subscriber, you know what we're doing. And, of course, I'll come on here on YouTube as soon as I can And share that information also. It it may be a day or two late, but you'll know it. What I will do, if you follow me on Twitter, at Brett Rosenthal, or StockTwits, hashtag Report, I'll let you know that I've updated the monitors. Okay? Um, Oh, yeah, don't forget, give me a thumbs up if you like this. Subscribe. I'm going to take those off this screen. I always forget to do that. Okay. The second reason I'll put money to work. So number one, we wait for the algorithms. Right now, algorithms say nothing. Stay in cash. Stay in cash. They say nothing to do. <clears throat> the other reason I'll do it. The other reason I'll do it is um, if the market gets down enough. Now, what's enough? I don't know. But at some point in here. The outperformance of my portfolio and the capital I'm managing is so huge right now, right, that at some point it just makes common sense for me to put some capital into the S&P and the NASDAQ 100. I don't know when I'm going to do that yet. I'll probably put 5% on at a time, 5% SPY, QQQ. Goes down another 5%, I'll add another 5%. Now I got 10%, market drops another 5%, I might add another 5%. Okay. I don't know when I'm doing that yet. The market's only about 20% off the highs, right? So it's, it's not the end of the world yet. I don't think I would start doing that type of a trade until the markets. maybe I don't know, maybe, maybe down 30%. I don't know, at least 25. I don't know. You know, I'll share with you when I start doing it, if I do. Okay. Okay. I'm going to get to your questions in a second, so keep layering them in. I want to discuss all of them. Let me just share with you this because I had a lot of other guys offline asking me questions who may be watching this later and they can't log in right now. So I'm going to answer the question first. You're watching me on Twitter and I talk about these huge day trades I'm having. So let's discuss it for a second. I am not a day trader. Normally, I'm not day trading in a market Where the S&P is going up and down 5% a day, I day trade. All I trade is the S&P and the NASDAQ 100. There are other stocks you could trade. You can make a lot more money trading other things. That's not what I'm looking for. What I'm really looking for, and the reason I day trade, this is the philosophy behind it. The market's down huge. Number one, I like to try to lock in alpha. Alpha. Okay. So the market down huge and I get the right entry point. I got long and the market closes flat on the day. I just made money, right? Or the market closes down 2% on the day instead of down five, but I just made a lot of money, right? So it's just locking in alpha. It's just a smart trade to me. Um, I don't go short. I'm not shorting right now. I shorted earlier. I shorted a few weeks ago. I would day trade on the short side. Now I don't. That could be a mistake. I'm just sharing with you what I do personally. The reason I don't is that I just don't know when the next piece of positive whatever market manipulating announcement comes out and it will be very hard to cover your short. I mean, the market will rip higher. So managing that is, is too difficult for me and I don't really want to do it. I feel when the market's down this much, I'm trying to get long. And that brings me to my last point. Why do I really do it? Somewhere in here, I'm going to pick off the market right on a day trade and it's going to close up huge. And I'm going to be in the part of my portfolio. I might hold it overnight. You see what I'm saying? I might get that trade. The market will be up huge. I could be up 5% my whole portfolio. Let's not say that because I'm not trading my whole portfolio. But I might have 50% of my capital to work in the S&P near the lows. You see what I'm saying? So I wouldn't carry the whole 50% overnight, but then I would cut back half of it, hold 25%, carry it overnight. And now I've got got my entry point in, and then I wait for my algorithms to tell us risk monitor going from red to green, and I start adding positions. This is not for everybody. I suggest you don't do it, okay? It is hard to day trade, and it will fleece most of you. And if you don't have wicked tight stops that you adhere to, you're going to get killed. Okay, so please don't do it. I just tweet it out because it's fun. I'm having a good time. And I like to share it with you. Um, I talked about VWAPs, and you guys wanted to know what that was. So here's a picture of the day trading algorithm that I use. Okay, this is a day trading algorithm. There's a lot of action on this screen, and I'm not going to go over all of the lines. Okay, this is a three-minute chart. So real quick, when I day trade, I use three-minute bars, this is a, a key. All of these things are algorithmic based. I've done a lot of back testing on it, figured out what works best for me and the way I like to trade. Okay. Um, so each bar is a three minute bar. All right. And what I look for, for instance, yesterday, we'll look at yesterday's trade. Okay. I look for double bottoms at key points, these yellow bars that show up periodically. Are trigger bars for me it's an algorithm that tells me when a trigger has occurred so what happened yesterday at 212 when I put them 209 when I put the money to work maybe it was maybe could have been 212 I think it was 212 is that we had a double bottom on a low right with a trigger bar that occurred and I got long this black dot is the VWAP okay volume weighted average price now Let me tell you something about the VWAP. Very important if you decide to do any type of day trading. You have to use the right VWAP. This is our proprietary VWAP. This VWAP we have is, um, we'll call it the Armour VWAP, incorporates top day and multi-day volatility into what the volume-weighted average price is. So what you might see on a regular um, uh, charting screen of a VWAP is going to be different than mine. But at the very least, understand what the VWAP is. Volume-weighted average price. It's where institutions put money to work. If an institution's buying a million shares of a stock, he can't buy it right now. He has to buy it over throughout the day. Very often, they'll put an algorithm, a simple algo in called a VWAP algo. So they put the order in for a million shares on a volume weighted average price and it buys all day long, right? Right around the VWAP. So when it moves away from the VWAP, it stops buying, it comes back down to it. It's buying, see what I'm saying? Volume weighted, volume weighted, okay? It's very important. It's the best piece of uh, advice tool I use when I trade. Um, So anyway, I I don't know if that was helpful, but I just wanted to show you guys um, uh, um, what it is I do there. So all right, let's get to um, Gilead, and then I'll get to questions. So um, Gilead, more positive announcements today. You saw that tweet I sent out that the doctor who, who presided over the first case of coronavirus in Washington state, 30, 30, I muted her. A 34 year old, um, uh, I think Asian gentleman, right in Washington state in the ICU, this doctor was uh, presiding over the case. They gave him um, Remdesivir, the Gilead drug, and he was cured. The doctor just said on CNBC That they continue to use the drug in compassionate use cases, which is people who are really sick, and, quote, it seems to be working. What more do you need to know? It seems to be working, and that's in compassionate cases. So we know there's two trials going on in China, one of which is mild to moderate. If it's working in compassionate cases, it's definitely going to work in mild to moderate I know a lot of doctors out there, a lot of people on Twitter telling me that it's better as a prophylactic, taking it almost like Tamiflu. Remember? The flu is a virus. They came out with Tamiflu. It's most effective if you use it within, what, 24 or 48 hours of getting the flu? Like the minute you think you have the flu, you've got to take Tamiflu. Otherwise, it doesn't really work. Look, guys, I, let's don't quibble over the details. The bar is incredibly low on this product. Every government under the sun right now wants to be able to tell its population that there's a drug that might help them. So as long as this drug is not negatively affecting people, as long as it doesn't have nasty side effects, and if it shows a little bit of efficacy, it's probably going to work. And I just read another story. The one analyst on the street who seems to be on top of this is the Evercore ISI analyst. And he came out today and said he thinks the results are going to come out before the April time frame. And that's what I've been saying all along. It's impossible to keep the results quiet if it's working. If it's not working, it'll take longer than the April time frame. Okay? But if it's working, they're not going to come out with an announcement that's negative right away. Unless, of course, it, it had some type of awful you know, um, um, side effect, which we don't think it does. They've already tested this for Ebola. I don't think it's got na- nasty side effects, but I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Okay. None of this has anything to do with risk, fellas. Ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a massive amount of risk in the stock market right now. All stocks go down when the market's plummeting. Look at the gold stocks, they're getting killed doesn't matter that gold's up today. Okay? Everything goes down when the market crashes because people need liquidity and they sell whatever they have a profit in. Hey, guess what? They have a profit in Gilead. They're probably going to sell it. You've got to manage your risk. Just because we think it's going to be success and all these wonderful things doesn't mean you don't manage your risk. And I told you guys last Saturday how I was doing it. I was booking profits Rolling some of those profits into options out out to the end of April, okay? And then I step away. If I lose all that money that I have on the table left, i have still booked the gain in Gilead. I'm still a winner. And if the results are positive that we think is going to happen, and the stock goes to the moon, I'm going to make a fortune on the calls. I am not an option guy. I don't recommend people do options. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just saying in my own portfolio, I've leveled out my risk there. I'm risking my profits to a certain extent. I mean, I booked some profits and I took some of the profits and I've structured my portfolio with options to benefit from the success. And if this market really crashes and they take everything down and I lose that money, at the end of the day, I still made money on Gilead. So it's a win-win for me. Okay, if you're an armor insider and you want advice or to better understand what I'm saying, I can walk you through it. That's part of the privileges of being a subscriber to the Armor Report. It's a r m r report dot com. You can pick up the phone, call me whenever you want, and I'll and I'll talk with you. All right, let's get to the questions before we wrap up. So I gotta get out of here. Um, Steven asks, Sprott Physical today. You bought it. I have- Uh, I agree with you. There's no, there's, there is nowhere to hide right now. And I do think the physical metal, you know, but you know, yesterday gold got whacked. So I do believe that gold is going up long-term. I do believe that um, all the fiscal stimulus is going to come out. is going to play right into the hands of, of, of precious metals. Um, but um, don't be discouraged. If you see gold go down on a given day, it doesn't mean anything, right? It's just that when you're in an implosion, a lot of things get sold. In 2008, gold got whacked with the market for a while, and then it took off. Okay, so be prepared. Cash is king. Owning some physical gold makes sense. Don't get overextended, guys. Um, a C B is dying. I've been saying for a long time that Aurora is, you know, off my list. If you remember previous cannabis couches, I explained to you. you got If you're gonna, first of all, we don't own any of them. Okay, no cannabis stocks in any portfolio right now. Okay. Oh, I should say I take that back. It's a tiny little position I have in a portfolio. But it's like less than a half of one percent of a portfolio. So it's just a little fun thing that I haven't sold and I'm probably going to build up over time. And you armor insiders know what I'm talking about. But it's just a tiny little thing. I should have sold it already, but it's such a small position that I've left it alone. Okay. But I said to you from the beginning, I said a couple months ago. you got to high grade the portfolio. I don't care if you think one product's better than another. What you have to care about now as an investor in cannabis is cash. Who's got the money? That's Canopy Growth and Kronos. And almost nobody else, although Afria did a deal that I think they have more than a half a billion dollars on their balance sheet. So maybe that stock will make it, right? But all the others that are cash poor are in trouble and in a crashing stock market. They can't go back to the equity markets and raise more cash. I mean, they can, but it's just so um, ridiculously dilutive. So um, it's 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 disturbing. Um, what are the resistance and support lines for Gilead? I um, I don't think resistance and support lines work in a stock market crash. I'll start by telling you that. Okay, so I'm not I'm not out there looking to trade Gilead based on resistance and support. Um, yeah, that's all I can say, really. You, you have to almost abandon your typical philosophies and thoughts in the midst of a, of a stock market crash. Because what you're thinking of, what generally works from a statistical and percentage standpoint in a normal market, this isn't normal. This is a Six Sigma event. I mean, things are going. Remember, I sold TLT. That was like the worst trade of my life right after being the best trade of my life. I mean, we picked up treasuries below 140. We sold them at 155. It was three standard deviations above the 200-day. And I came on this channel. I said, look, it was my hedge. I made a bunch of money in a very short period of time. I'm going to book the profit since I don't need the hedge anymore. That was my philosophy. And it was three standard deviations away from the mean. So I don't need to carry treasuries because normally when they hit that level, going back 20-plus years, However long I can study it that makes sense, 15 years, 10 years, it peaks out right there. Then the market crashed, and the thing went to 165. You you see what I'm saying? So um, even I fell victim to that. Using, Using normal market thoughts to determine how to trade today don't make sense. What makes sense is cash is king, precious metals should work, the bullion itself, and everything else you have to take a step back. If you're uncomfortable with your position, cut it down. Get somewhere where you could sleep at night and then, you know, decide to own it. or not. Um, day trade is working, type of market. OK. TLT, really a predictor, 100 percent. OK, yeah, good question. So I've been tweeting out constantly that when I'm day trading the S;P, I'm watching treasuries and the high-yield bond ETF as a lead indicator. On the equities, what do I mean by that? If equities are making new lows, but TLT is going down with equities or going sideways, that set up a huge trade for me yesterday. That was one of the reasons I got so long yesterday because as the market double bottom late in the day, I saw that treasuries weren't going up, and they actually broke down a little bit, TLT, right, right at the same time we were buying The It made for a huge trade. Also, the high-yield bond market. That's an easy way. I talked to you guys about following the CDX index. It's hard to follow that if you don't have a Bloomberg terminal. You can watch the ETF HYG. It's a high-yield junk bond index. It confirmed yesterday what the treasuries were telling us. In other words, as equities made new lows, junk bonds were not making new lows. And they actually started to edge up. That told you that the equity sell-off was overdone, and it snapped back. Nothing works all the time. You asked me the question, does it work 100%? No, no. We just take all these pieces, we put them together, we look for triggers, we look for the right locations that make sense, and then we look to these secondary thoughts and say, hey, are they setting up? And if they are, it gets me more confident of my trade, and I might put a bigger position size on if I see that happening. So if equities are down at the lows, making a base, and treasuries start to collapse, I might start loading up on a position. With a tight stop, guys, tight, okay? Um, will you be adding Gilead? No, I'm not adding any more Gilead, okay? I bought all my Gilead in the low 60s. I haven't added since. Okay? And I've cauterized that, port- that, that, that position on my portfolio, I've booked my profit, rolled it into options, not the whole profit. I, if, this thing, if this thing implodes, okay, if Gilead implodes, I'm going to walk away with a profit. That's the position I'm in right now. Okay, I've booked the profit, rolled it into the options, keeping some of the profit in my bank account. So if the options go to zero, I'm still a winner on Gilead. That's where I'm at right now. I am not chasing the stock, Okay. This is a dangerous stock market, guys. Any thought on CCL after President uh, I, I'm not buying the cruise ships. No way. No way. So um, I don't care what the president's announcements are. Um, this is not to say there's not a great trade there. Don't forget, I'm not telling you how to trade. If you want to do it, please feel free. You're asking me what I would do. When you ask me a question, it's what I would do with my own money. And for me, the first thing I'm going to do when I want to start buying stocks again is I want to buy the dividend payers that are not – whose business is not affected by COVID or an economic decline. That's where I'm headed. That's what's on the top of my whiteboard. Okay, example. All stocks are getting whacked right now regardless of what the business is. But there's a huge amount of economic stimulus coming in, Fed actions, lowering interest rates, all this kind of stuff. So theoretically, a company like AT&T, the stock should be up right now. They're not affected by COVID-19. They don't have supply chain issues. People are using their cell phones. People are probably crushing the amount of data they're using, upping their data plans. Nobody wants to go out. They're using their cell phones. Let me tell you, that there's a no-brainer idea to me, but the stock is down almost 4% today. So the yield keeps going up on, on at and Meanwhile, treasury rates are imploding. Yields are going to zero. So when the dust settles, investors are going to wake up to, what am I going to do with my cash? What am I going to do with my cash that I want to get a yield on? Well, let's find businesses that aren't negatively affected by what's really going on, which is the COVID crisis and uh, um, supply chain issues. That's the first place I'm going to go, and it's not going to be the, the, the CCL. This is all about opportunity cost of money as well. Don't forget that. Hey, I got I to call you back. Okay. Um, so, um, So to me, those are the names I'm looking for right now. I'm trying to find those type of names. And I will um, certainly be updating the Armor whiteboard, the top of the board. Maybe I'll do that today. I'll go on after this call, and I'll go update the whiteboard. At the end of the day, you'll see, Armor Insiders, you'll see what's at the top of my, my whiteboard of what I'd like to buy, my wish list, when the dust settles, okay? And their names like at and um, Got to be careful. Don't reach for yield. Don't chase energy yields. We don't know if those yields are real. Look what just happened to Occidental. OK, <coughs> excuse me. Um, OK, Brian, you're asking me about uh, Gilead options. Um, you're a subscriber. Pick up the phone. Call me. OK, it's better for us to do that. I don't want to discuss it, you know, on the show because it's not right for everybody. Um, and it really depends on your particular position. So we have to figure out where you bought it, what's your profit right now, and then you have to walk through the process of how much money do you have that, from the profit, what do you want to use, and then what options look best there's no one answer to that question, by the way. So I'd have to have more of a conversation with you. All right, guys, listen, I got to wrap this up. Thanks so much for being here. I'll talk to you again on Friday for the week in review as always, or you know what? Let's just move it to Saturday. I think Saturday 1130 is the best time because we can all get there together. The market's closed. We can have a conversation. You could bring your questions. Everybody can make it. So let's do it on Saturday at 1130. Okay, guys, take care. Thanks for being here.